0: There were more kind of animals than you've ever seen. And they just ran around free while the earth was being born. And the loveliest of all was the unicorn. There were green alligators and long-necked geese. Some humpy-backed camels and some chimpanzees. Some cats and rats and elephants, but sure as you're born. The loveliest of all was the unicorn. Now God seemed some sinner and it gave him pain And he cried, stand back cause I'm gonna make it rain He said, hey brother Noah, I tell you what you do You build me a floating zoo And take some green alligators and long neck geese Some Humpty back camels and some chimpanzees Some cats and rats and elephants, but sure is your are born Don't you forget my unicorn old Noah was there to answer the call, and he finished up making the ark just as the rain started to fall, and he marched in the animals, two by two, and he called out as they went through, hey Lord, I got you green alligators, and long neckies, some hunty camels, and some chimpanzees, some cats, and rats, and elephants, but Lord, I'm so forlorn, I just don't see no fear. Driving rain. And those unicorns were hiding, playing silly little games, kicking and splashing while the rain was pouring. Oh, those silly old unicorns. We got green alligators and long neckies, some back camels and some chimpanzees, some cats and rats and elephants, but more than so forlorn, we just can't wait on the year. Well, the ark started moving, and it drifted with the tide. And those unicorns looked up from the rocks, and they cried. But the rain just kept on falling, and kind of floated them away. And that's why you've never seen a unicorn to this very day. You'll see great, great alligators and long-necked some Humpty-backed camels and some chimpanzees, chimpanzees, some cats and rats and elephants, which sure is your barn.
1: You're never going to see no unicorn. You're tuned to 88.5 WNF Tampa. This is Talking Animals. My name is Beverly. I'll be sitting in for Duncan today, and we'll be speaking with Rick Shabuti, excuse me, Rick Shabuti of the executor. Executive Director and Co-Founder of the Suncoast Animal League. We're going to get right into that interview after a couple of announcements. I want to let you know that Hillsborough County Pet Re- the Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center, on their Facebook page, they have a tutorial on how to prepare for hurricane, the event of a hurricane, how to get your pets ready and your, your home ready, in the event of an evacuation. So please check out Hillsborough County Pet Resource Center on Facebook. And also the Hillsborough and Manatee County shelters are at capacity. If you have any inclination to foster or adopt, please check out their information online. Manatee County is also offering a pet food pantry and they're waiving adoptions through the end of the month. That's through September 30th. And more information, more information can be found at mymanatee.org pets. Well, we're going to get into a little bit of comedy and then on with our interview. This is Mike Braviglia on Talking Animals.
2: So... I'm always in these hotels, and I always watch a lot of television. I always watch these nature documentaries. I always feel bad for the smaller animals because I feel like I know more stuff than they do. Like, I feel like I'm at a bank heist and I'm the guy in the van watching on the monitor, and they're like, the Arctic fox has only one known predator, the polar bear. And I'm like, Arctic fox is a setup. Get out of there. (laughs) Cracker please to Arctic fox. Cracker please to Arctic fox. Put down the salmon and walk out of the building. This year I got to go to Alaska to see uh I saw a lot of these animals that I would see my whole life like in the on these shows, like you know, puffins and brown bears and, and, and uh eagles and porpoises and it was like seeing celebrities. It was really weird. it's was like I really enjoy your work. Uh, uh, I I liked your earlier work as a cub. And um, it's weird, because there's a lot of bears in Alaska, and there's so many that they give you pamphlets just in case you get attacked by a bear, and they tell you to play dead. And that seems like a real gamble. There's like a bear clawing you in the head. And you gotta be like, yeah, I think this plan's working out. Sure, I'm getting clawed in the head now, but I gotta be thinking long term just a few more minutes. That's a lot of blood. <laughs> Bear's like, he doesn't think I think he's dead, does he? probably read the pamphlet. <laughs> then I found out the animal that kills the most humans per year, not even the bear, it's the hippo. I didn't even know hippos ate humans. I just thought they ate those little white marbles. I thought that was the point of Hungry Hungry Hippo. That hippos are marble boars. <laughs> It's so scary, you know, when you're in these places, because with the different bears, you got to know the different strategies. With brown bears, you got to play dead. And black bears, you got to run down a hill. And polar bears, you got to hand them sunglasses and a Coke. And it's like so. It's like school, you know? It's like bear school. (laughs) Do you guys mind if I take a photo?
1: Mike. Mike. Braviglia, Arctic foxes, and bears. On the comedy corner on Talking Animals, my name is Bev. I'm sitting in for Duncan. If you want to uh, check out the archive for Talking Animals, please go to talkinganimals.net. I would uh, kindly direct your attention to Duncan's interview on August 31st with Katrina Shaddix and her work with Bear Warriors United. It was a delightful interview amongst the uh, great archive Duncan has available at TalkingAnimals.net. Easily searchable. Uh, Any animal, any topic you can think of, including uh, you can search by guest. So go to TalkingAnimals.net and please check that out. Well, right now I'm going to open the mic for uh, Rick Shabity from the Suncoast Animal League. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming good, out.
3: Good morning, Beverly. Glad to be here.
1: Oh, I'm I'm delighted. I know you've been in before, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, your history and how you started the Suncoast Animal League. But I did want to mention right off the bat, we're going to be talking extensively about Dogtoberfest mm-hmm. and the Ride for the Animals, which is taking place November 12th. At Highlander Park in Dunedin, and I wanted to uh, give a little bit of uh, notice to folks. So, if you're a cyclist or if you want to become a cyclist, it's a great opportunity to get out on the road with some great folks, and that'll be taking place at Highlander Park, the very first uh, event of Dogtoberfest.
3: Right. It uh, actually we haven't, but we've used to do the ride for the animals mm-hmm. in uh, uh, the springtime, and then uh, we have. And then we hit COVID, and so it's been a couple of years since we've we've uh, featured the ride for the animals. So mm-hmm. we moved it to the Oktoberfest, which is November twelfth, as you mentioned. And um, we have uh, three different rides, and one is the Mastiff, which is uh, fifty-two miles. The Labrador which is 31 miles, and then the Schulte, which is 12 miles. And then there's a, you know, you can ride any distance that, that you want. Right, so it's right. just a, a fun ride. Uh, and that's the first thing in the morning. Right. Uh, the Dogtoberfest event itself starts at 11 o'clock, okay. but the first ride, the Mastiff, uh, starts at 7.15 in the morning.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah that, that's that's what cyclists like. They like to get out early.
3: Yeah. And this is, a, you know, this is kind of a beach ride. So, um, it, it, it's it's a it's a pretty ride, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah, I, I looked at the route, and um, let's let's get this out too. It's ridefortheanimals.com dot com is where registration right. is, and
3: and it's the number four, For number four, exactly. Number four. Yeah, yes. like in four paws.
1: And we'll we'll be repeating that as the morning goes on. But um, I, I'm just really delighted to find out about this. Uh, one of my dear friends, Jeff Haynes, talked to me about this. Couple of months ago, and it just so happened that I had the opportunity to uh, sit in for Duncan today and give you listeners out there advance notice on preparing for the bike ride, and then of course Dogtoberfest and all the fun stuff that that involves.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the cool things is we do have people that that actually plan a vacation
1: around mm-hmm.
0: around
3: this, not just the Dogtoberfest event, but the ride for the animals. Yeah. So, so it, it's it's something that's. Uh, uh, we're happy to do. We're glad to bring mm-hmm. to be able to bring it back.
1: Well, I, I love the fact that, that there's so many uh, levels, uh, skill levels and endurance levels, the 12-mile ride. You know, pretty much any cyclist, anybody that wants to grab a bike and show up could probably do the 12-mile ride Make sure and bring a helmet. Helmets are mandatory. Exactly. That's in. I have it in big, big, bold letters, um, which is just common sense on the roads. Um, and I did notice that the route, it starts at Highlander Park mm-hmm. and goes south and then returns back up north, and you set, called it a beach ride. And I'm assuming you've got um, people that, are, are, that know the ride that are established in it. So you don't really, if you're a novice cyclist, just kind of follow the person in front of you, right? And, and that's basically that's <laughs> right. basically
3: what happens. And, and we do have the Pinellas County Sheriff's Department mm-hmm. that uh, will take you from uh, Highlander Park in Dunedin and take you through the city of Dunedin and to get you started. Wow, and wow. That. So uh, yeah, so it's like I said, it's you know, um, we like people to have fun, no matter you know. You know, we have to raise money for sure, but we like people. uh, We like people to have fun, uh, enjoy themselves, and then you know, when you get back from the ride, we've got Dogtoberfest going on. Right. So it's all kinds of different things. So uh, one of the things with the with the cyclists is they will cool off, stick around, have a little something to Mm -hmm. eat and drink, and then and enjoy the Dogtoberfest for the rest of the day.
1: Right. I I believe I went to the event. Many years ago, and it was it was so lovely. I mean, the animals, you know, you, it's pet friendly, of course. Mm-hmm. You Can bring bring your animal, you know, dog, preferably on a leash or absolutely on a leash to the event and just walk around and enjoy the camaraderie and all the events that you have going on. And we'll talk talk some more about the Dogtoberfest Dogtoberfest specifically. But I wanted you to uh, talk about Suncoast Animal League. And uh, you told me this morning that you were involved in a rescue, so you can tell us about exactly how you got involved in Suncoast Animal League, what what caused you, or prom, uh, prompted you to start Suncoast Animal League, and what happened today?
3: Well, ba- basically, um, I ran the Humane Society of Pinellas for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And then I left there, and Annette and I started uh, Suncoast Animal League in 2006, uh, and and. Basically, it was grassroots. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we we started with like two hundred and forty five dollars in the bank. You know,
1: we love that yeah. here. <laughs>
3: and uh, uh, and and of course, you know, we you know had a reputation from from being at the Humane Society, and uh, we just grew and grew and grew. And you know, and uh, we've been sixteen years now.
1: My goodness. And,
3: yeah, and uh, it just keeps growing. And um, you know, our a lot of the volunteers came came over with me. And uh, so, you know, we had a lot of experienced people to to begin with, and it's just it's been um, pretty much unbelievable how quickly it's grown and where we where we've come from. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's just uh, it's been really it's it's been something that's been really really special, and it just keeps growing, and we we have a. Um, you know, the, our shelter itself is about sixteen hundred and fifty f- right, square feet, right. so it's little. Okay. So we depend so much on a foster program, and probably at any point in time, we will have uh, sixty, seventy dogs mm-hmm. out in foster homes, mm-hmm. eighty, ninety cats out in foster homes. Um, you know, we're fortunate enough not just to have the shelter. But uh, we have we do a lot of work with PetSmart, mm-hmm. and we have all three cat rooms in PetSmart. We've got Countryside uh, Cat Room, we've got Oldsmar Cat Room, and we've got uh, Trinity Cat Room. So we do most of our cat adoptions actually out of the PetSmart stores.
1: I love the idea of a cat room.
3: Me? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and the uh, uh, thing about it is. As PetSmart builds new stores, their cat rooms become more
1: They oh, they've, they've more caught on the to the idea unbelievable i guess habitat. right more right unbelievable right
3: now, Oldsmar is the newest one and it's it 's incredible i mean you 've got your cages, the cats go mm-hmm. in, and then you, you've got big playrooms that they 're in so it, it's it's uh, it's something that 's really neat, and you cannot believe how many adoptions we do we do out of there oh
1: but, I, I, yeah, just the uh, time to spend with an animal in a a specialized environment like a cat room I would imagine that's that's priceless you can't it, you can't oh, you, make a decision by looking through a cage I mean you can if you had to but to spend um, a little bit of quality quiet time
3: well and and one of the special things too is our volunteers uh, you know they know these cats right. you know um, very, very well, and and so they can help direct you. Right. They can, you know, they know the ins and outs, and you know, and and they know the you know um, how to explain once you get the mm-hmm. kitty home and introducing it to your dog or your other cat or you know that kind of thing. So they can direct you that way. But it's it's you know that's pets the, uh, Petsmart has just been incredible right. for us yeah. and and to us, and uh, it's it's been great, and you know. Um, for many years, we rented our shelter space, and mm. then in 2020, we, we had somebody come along and purchase it for us, so that was that was huge.
1: So you, you were able to buy the space been, that you were already it, established in?
3: Exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. So that was wonderful. And then something that's that's just come up recently that we haven't really announced it publicly Um I'll, I'll regress a little bit to, back to when COVID started mm-hmm. we would bring in cats or dogs we'd have them spayed and neutered and put them up for adoption and normally it took 10 days to 2 weeks to mm-hmm. have them spayed and neutered mm-hmm. um, we don't have our own vets so we, you know, we go out um, when COVID hit it moved everything back to about 4 to 5
1: weeks Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: and as COVID started wearing down and we thought okay things would get back to norm it didn't, it got worse so right now we were looking. We're looking at anywhere six to eight weeks out to get a cat or dog spayed or neuter. Mm-hmm. So that means our foster parents have to keep them that much longer. Right. Inside. So right. It, you know it, um, it was a problem. So we decided to take matters into our own hand, and um, we purchased a property about seven blocks south of our shelter. Um, that particular block in Palm Harbor is is. Businesses, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's it's an older house, but it's uh, it's got enough room where we are looking at putting in a spay and neuter clinic.
1: Oh wow! Uh, So
3: we're very excited about that. Mm -hmm. We just about two weeks ago um, ordered uh, surgery equipment for it, Mm -hmm. and we had to do a half down kind of thing, so we're able to raise that money, and then uh, probably in the next couple of months. It'll be delivered and installed, and then you know we'll have to finish paying for it right, and, right. and all of that. But we're we're extremely excited about that, doing that. We've already got a couple of veterinarians that are on board. Mm-hmm. Um, at, but it's 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 just something we're so excited about. We can't wait.
1: Is that the uh, kind of situation where you'd be looking for a volunteer vet? Somebody would come in for. Uh, a shift to do the surgeries, and, and it's uh, that kind of thing. Right, and, right. And,
3: and then, it, and then, you know, if we've got to pay somebody to mm-hmm. come in, it's right. probably more likely right. what's, what's going to happen. And and you know, you, and you, we have to have somebody that's experienced with doing a lot of space right, and right. sites, which we have right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like I said, we just you know we can't wait for things to get. Are you going go, to go commercial with it once once it's set up? Are well, you mean public? It, yeah, public. yeah. One of the things that we're going to do is. Um, we're going to start out with doing our own animals, right? And get comfortable right, with how we're right, running it right. and how things are going. You know, um, that kind of thing. And then at that point in time, we'll most likely reach out to other rescue groups or other shelters mm-hmm. that are, are kind of going through the same kind of thing right. and try to assist with them. And then eventually be able to to assist with the public. Very nice. Yeah.
1: Well, about what time frame are you looking at that that might be up and out, up and running? Um,
3: we're hoping before the end of the year. Oh, fantastic. But, but we've been told right. that the, the equipment's going to take, mm. uh, you know, up everything is delayed everything. in shipping now. Right, right. So it may take as much, much as three to four months before the equipment right. actually get in Right.
1: There. If you want to order a refrigerator, that's going to take
3: you six weeks. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. If you need and,
1: something more specialized, it'll probably take longer. Yeah,
3: right? and that's what we're looking at. So we're, we're trying to get the building up and, and ready to go. And uh, um, uh, like I said, I... I this means so much to us and it's it's been it's it's been a dream of Annette and I since we you know, since we started Sent Coast Animal League. So um, uh, there's a lot to do yet, but uh, we you know, we got it going.
1: Well that's just a testament to how valuable your service is and how the community is responding to your mm-hmm. service. I mean you're filling a niche that other I mean, from what I perceive, the whole animal uh, rescue community works together, or at least I hope they do, to help uh, pick up where others can't um, they're, they're come, come shorter or aren't able to. Well, so. and,
3: and, and I have to tell you, Beverly, um, I've been doing this an awful long time. Yeah. And we're going through some of the, what do you want to call the worst of times right, right. now. Uh, not just us, but I mean everybody Everyone. around right. the country. Right, right. Uh, all the shelters are jam-packed. Hmm. And um, we're, we probably get five to six calls a day from other shelters asking us to, can we assist with them? Hmm. Um, and, and we have a reputation of taking some of the more difficult cases, too. Right. Um, and uh, so we try to help out as much as, as possible. Like this morning, uh, we got we 13 dogs in from another shelter. Okay. Um, yesterday, you were talking about pet resource. We, right. got, we got a dog in from them. Um, we got... Th- Yesterday, thirteen cats in from Pasco County Animal Services. Wow! And another. And then on Saturday, we got in seventeen mm-hmm. cats from Pasco Animal Services.
1: going to, So the uh, actual—I don't know what to call them—the government institutions are reaching out to you and to other rescue groups to help fill in where these uh, uh, they, the dire need is. I assume. Yeah,
3: they, they are. And and like I said, we get a lot of the the animals that have been hit by a car. Um, they have special needs, special oh. surgeries. And uh, um, you, you, we just got one from Pinellas County Animal Services. His, na- his name is Boyd <laughs> because he was running loose at Boyd Hill Nature Park in San oh, Hill for over two months.
1: Oh, oh my goodness. And nobody could
3: catch him. And finally, uh, Animal Services caught him. And he's he, he's gentle as could be. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body, but he's scared
1: of, oh, sure. um, he's scared yeah, of, yeah. of the world. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, so
3: right. He's coming along. Um, our, our dog walking volunteers um, commented uh, uh, late last week that one of them finally got a kiss from him. So he, he's, <laughs> he's, all, he's starting to come out of it and, and doing well. But, um, he, you know, he's a work in progress and, and it's kind of what we're, we get used to. I'm just curious, how does someone become a foster? Um, it's actually um, it, it's pretty simple, and it's very much needed. Whether it's cats and dogs, whether you can do bottle feed bottle babies or not, mm-hmm. um, you can contact us at foster at suncoastanimalleague dot org, and um, or the one of the biggest things to do is watch our Facebook page. We've got one hundred fifty eight thousand people that follow us on there, uh, and that's where we post most of the animals that are going to be up for adoption or need to be fostered. Like if you go on our Facebook page this morning, you'll see the 13 dogs that, that came in. Right. You know, and uh, you can go to that, again, to foster, uh, foster at mm-hmm. and ask for that one of the specific ones. Or just in general, say, hey, I'm looking, you know, we want to, we're not ready to adopt at this point in time, but we're interested in fostering and you can give us an idea of what you're looking to Foster and, and answer a few questions, that kind of thing.
1: Aside from fostering or having someone in, involved in the caretaking, adoption, or fostering of your animals, what would you say your v- biggest need is right now?
3: Oh, uh, it, it's it's always money. Money, right? <laughs> you know, you know, it's always money, and especially with the the spay neuter clinic coming up, that that would be a, a big help. Um, but fosters is is one of the biggies right now. That's, I mean, it always is. And the more we're being asked to help in a small shelter that we have, we run out of space pretty quick. So that's where it's, it's really important with the fosters. And when we know that we have the fosters, we can actually reach out and, uh, and help uh, more of the, the shelters that are asking. Right. Um.
1: I want, I want to just inter- interrupt for a second. We're talking to Rick Shabity, the executive director and co founder of the Suncoast Animal League, talking about the wonderful work he's doing in Pinellas County, but actually reaching out to many other counties, other areas in uh, central Florida. Do you have animals that come from afar? I mean,
3: we have animals that. Uh, um- all over the state of Florida, right? Yeah. Okay. I um, we just did we just did a rescue up from the Panhandle and such, but um, out of state and out of the country. I mean, we get calls from the Bahamas, uh, Turks and Caicos. Um, you know, Puerto Rico just got hit by a hurricane again. Mm. Uh, we, we've helped them in the past.
1: Uh, you, yes. I bet you're just kind of waiting to for it to happen it, for the exactly. calls to start coming in, you right? Know, and,
3: and because even other shelters that assist. Um, with those, they're, they're packed, Mm. you know, and uh, I mean, it's just, they're overflowing. Right.
1: Well, let let me give you an opportunity to just give uh, the listener that may be unfamiliar with fostering, taking an animal, an unknown animal into their home. What, what can you say to them right now that would uh, maybe motivate them if they're on the fence or can something they've been considering?
3: Well, um, one of the biggest things is people have to realize it's um, sometimes people overthink. (laughs) <laughs> what goes on and right. you know and, and when when that animal goes into to your home um sometimes that is the first time that cat or that dog puppy kitten whatever has literally ever been inside mm-hmm. a house mm-hmm. okay so there's there's a lot of learning that goes on from the animal and also from the the foster parent uh, and everybody has to be patient We tell the animals before they leave, hey, you got to be patient with these people, you know? (laughs) Uh, And we tell the people the same thing about the animals. Um, We take care of everything, Mm -hmm. okay? We want you to treat that cat or dog like it's your own, Mm -hmm. but it still belongs to us. We take care of the medical. We provide you with food. If we have crates available, we'll lend you a crate. um, And we're in constant touch. And like I said, right now, you know, it's not two weeks of fostering, it's a little bit longer than right, it's gonna be longer right, than that. Right. Now. Um uh, and and the foster has first right to adopt. Okay. <laughs> I know a Which little bit happen. about the
1: foster fell fail, <laughs> yeah. fail syndrome and it's it's kind of a wonderful thing, I think. Yeah,
3: it it is and you know, and uh you know, obviously we enjoy that when that happens. um, But we also like the people that just want to foster, right? You know, um, that's very important to us because again, that gives us the security of knowing, Mm -hmm. Hey, we can, when somebody reaches out and it's a situation that we have to react on today, um, that we have these people that are going to come out. And a lot of times they don't tell us they want a specific animal Mm -hmm. you know it's just they'll come out and and at the end of that rescue day whoever's left they'll take that one in or take that Mm -hmm. you know um that kind of thing so it um it is so important to us as an organization um it is such an important need and um and you know, it's a great way of, of of a family getting involved in something and right. and getting your kids to be responsible for something. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's just, um, it, it, it really truly is a family affair.
1: Yeah. And I would think um, older folks or people that are maybe seasonal to the area that might not want a long-term commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just like having an animal around or have, have pet sat before and thought, well, this is something I wouldn't mind doing. I just don't want to do it. Indefinitely, it, that exactly. that would be a good
3: And it's, it's a good point a good because... Um, or
1: or to, to try out, you know, to test drive, you know, it, it how, how, it, how some, it works. And, and
3: sometimes, it, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work. Right, it's, right. You know, or you have to, okay, you're not ready for a puppy. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, yeah, right. Everybody
1: needs to know they're not ready for a puppy, but yeah. maybe, maybe, you know, they can rise to that occasion, and, I think.
3: And it's funny that you bring that up, too, because... You know, the a lot of the Northerners are going to start coming uh-huh. back pretty soon, right? And we're already getting some of our volunteers that leave for the, the summer, mm-hmm. uh, right. contacting us, say, "Hey, we look forward to coming back." Or we just saw you did. A, they're following us on Facebook. We just saw you do this. Can't wait till we get back into that. And very good. You know, so we're yeah, we're looking forward to all that.
1: Okay, let me uh, give you an opportunity to tell. The listeners about your a way to contact you, very specifically, how they can get in contact with you. And uh, then we're going to talk about uh, Denali for a minute. Okay.
3: Um, yeah, you can get in contact with us. Our phone number is 727 786 1330. We have info at suncoastanimal league.org. I gave you the foster at suncoastanimal league.org. We have adoptions at suncoastanimal league.org. <laughs> Um, you know, so most of it is by email and such. Right, yeah.
1: right. Um, I, I would think. Um, I see your your shelter is located in Palm Harbor, but it would probably be a better option for people to go to the uh, the website or the Facebook page and kind of check out things rather than just showing up at and, the and shelter. Exactly, I would guess. and
3: that's the best way because when COVID hit, we had to go by appointments, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it seemed to work. So we're kind of uh, you're kind of. St- st- you know, still doing that kind okay. of a, a thing. I think um,
1: that makes, makes a lot of sense. We
3: also have a thrift shop that's just about 75 yards away from the shelter. Oh, um, and it's, well,
1: there you go. You, yeah. you just engaged a whole nother level and, of listenership right there. And,
3: and, well, and you know, we, we started that because you know our vet bills run mm-hmm. about a little over twenty grand a month right um, so we started that to maybe to you know help mm-hmm. with a little bit of the cost you know uh, and it just took off Wow so it, it's been a you know it's been one of our best moves okay. that, that we've ever made having well that pl- there.
1: please uh give everybody that I know personally the location of your thrift store and how uh, what kind of donations you accept and things like yeah, that
3: this. The th- The thrift shop, we don't even call it a thrift shop anymore. It's now called The Shop. The Shop. Yeah. Um, And it's 1454 Alt 19 uh, in Palm Harbor. And again, if you know, our our shelter's at 1030 Pennsylvania Avenue. Mm -hmm. And and it's literally catty corner across the street. So it's right there. Nice. And, um, uh, you know, we just don't take in... Anything we, we actually right. ask people to to come in and stop and say, "Hey, I, I've got some right. th- something to donate," and we'll send somebody outside to kind of take a look at okay. it, and then we'll refer you to another, mm. maybe you know, to, to another place that we know that takes you know something that make, along makes those makes lines. Makes
1: perfect sense. Are you, are you particularly interested in getting donations of pet supplies and things like that that you can sell or? Uh, delegate to your
3: foster. It, oh, exactly, folks. and and we do have that there, and, okay. and we ha- we have all kinds of things that uh, that we sell. So, um, but the best thing is uh, to come in. and Like I said, we'll take a look at. It. We we know what's going to sell. We've been doing it now for a few years, so we know what's what's going to sell. Right. And, and that, uh, and a lot of times, like right now, we've got uh, cats available for adoption at, at mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes we have dogs available there at
1: the the shop. Yeah, they yeah because
3: okay. we can just bring them over from <laughs> you know yeah convenient.
1: Um, uh, last last uh Wednesday, <clears throat> excuse me, Duncan was uh talking to representatives from Project Pup, which is an organization that trains dogs to go to uh, visit nursing homes, rehab centers, uh, facilities where, you know, people might need the companionship of an animal for a few minutes. And they also in- include cats sometimes. And you have uh, Rescue that was involved in Project <laughs> Pub. She was also featured on Bay News 9. That may be still available for listeners to uh, to look up um, And please tell us a minute about Denali, and we'll kind of wrap things up.
3: Well, it'll take longer than a minute. Oh, okay. (laughs) Please. Um, It's funny, again, Uh um, because when I was sitting out in the parking lot, Denali's owner called me, Carrie, Uh and uh, uh, she said, uh, uh, what time are you going to be on? You know, so she's probably listening right now. Hey, Carrie. Um, Denali's story starts about three years ago, and... um, She lived in a home in Pasco County with about six other dogs, five other dogs. And her owner um, poured accelerant on her Mm. and they were having a dispute with uh, her husband.
1: Like a domestic Uh, situation. Um, Mm.
3: And then she lit the house on fire. She graffitied the place and then she lit the house on fire. And she put Denali. She let all the other dogs outside, and she put Denali in the cage. Hmm. And so she was in there. The fire department, or Pasco County fire department, arrived there very quickly. They were able to get in. They were able to get in, get Denali out. Um. Uh. It. It was. Uh, it, um.
1: It's painful to talk about. I can It, just, it, it really is. Yeah. It's,
3: it's an emotional thing. Um. But uh, so. Five of the dogs went to relatives, such like that, but Denali went to Pasco County Animal Services. Well, she wasn't actually burned by the fire, per se. Right. But she was burned from within, mm. um, from the Sick. accelerant. Oh. So mm. she was at Pasco for a few days, and then they contacted us and, and said, sent us pictures and that stuff, and um, we had to get up there immediately. Mm-hmm. and. Carrie drove up, got her, took her to Blue Pearl where she spent 17 days in intensive care, mm. um, burns over 35% of her body. And I can't tell you how many times we had the vet call us and say, we may need to talk oh. because it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. It wasn't working. Right. Uh, the, yeah. uh, the different pain meds that they were using and that stuff. And then all of a sudden, um, because they reached out to professors and uh, you know other specialists and they came up with what's now known at Blue Pearl as the Denali cocktail uh, <laughs> nice. and, and that's what um, relieved her pain and such and then from there on she started getting better and again she spent 17 days in there and she came out and she was still wrapped and she had to go like every other day for weeks right, um, to to change the bandages and all that stuff and then um, you know and then Carrie ended up adopting her and she has become a household name throughout not not just around here, but uh, around our country and outside our country. She was every, up for every, an
1: award. She, I don't know how that progressed, but yeah, I did. She,
3: I, she went into the finals. She didn't okay, quite win the okay, okay. Hero Dog of the Year. Um, but I mean, she's she's an amazing dog. That um, she goes into domestic abuse shelters mm. and 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 people know her story, and she gives them hope and such. So she's um and, and she's a little pity.
1: Oh yeah, you know, to, yeah. you know, um, kind of a brindle, from what I remember. It, she seeing she her. is,
3: and she's got a lot of all her fur that came back, came back in white. So she's a little uh-huh. funny, oh, wow, like a little great. funny. Yeah, looking she's there. a
1: beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just from what I've, I've seen on, I, actually, she was on Bay News Nine. I'll mention that again. She's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. Well,
3: and her personality is is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Um, the fact that uh, one she survived—that that's the the most amazing thing. But. That she goes back to, she goes to the airport um, to <laughs> yeah, where yeah. you know she greets passengers uh-huh. who are nervous about flying right. and such. And um, she just she you know she gives it all back mm-hmm. and and she enjoys doing it. It's just like she was she was meant to do something like this. Right. So it's it's a special thing, and um, you have no idea what we went through during that time period. But uh, you know, um, and they. The, the, the person who did this was uh, sentenced to eight years Good. for animal cruelty and that stuff. We mm-hmm. wish it was longer.
1: Well, they'll, uh, they'll keep an eye on, hopefully, hopefully, with the, the regulations that are in place now. They're mm-hmm. on the registry for animal abuse, and somebody will be watching them, I think, oh, exactly. For, forever. Exactly. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that story. Uh, I'll mention again that uh, Duncan interviewed uh, representatives from Project PUP, last week and you can hear that on talkinganimals.net this uh, interview will be available on wmnf.org uh, pretty much indefinitely so you can do a search by the date which is um today is september 21st and our guest yes. has been re-
3: can i, can I oh, tell you a little do. bit about dogtoberfest yeah. oh Fest? yes
1: oh yeah we were coming back to dogtoberfest yeah. we-,
3: um, we have a super pet adoptathon okay. then we, we adopt out, last year we adopted out 80 dogs uh, a little over eighty-one or two wow. dogs. There we have a lure coursing for dogs. It's it's absolutely hilarious. It's uh, everybody loves that. Um, we have photos with Santa. Um, we have an alumni parade, uh, which is growing and growing and growing. Oh, it's, it's so it's you one can
1: come co- kind of a reunion kind of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it,
3: it, you know, and, it, and it's amazing. The dogs come in and go, Oh, I haven't seen that dog in five mm-hmm. years. And it remembers us. Mm. You know, it's, it's a pretty, it's really a cool thing. Um, we have food trucks. Uh, you know, we have beer and wine there. We have a blessing of the animals. We have a pet costume contest. <laughs> we've got, you know, we've got tons of vendors. That'll be there. Most of them mm-hmm. sell pet products. Others sell other things. Um, we also have we invite uh, a number of rescue groups, so um, they come in and they've got you know their specialized breeds. We even have a skunk rescue that comes in with some of their skunks. <laughs> wow. If you're interested, you know. Um, and then we have uh, running of the wieners. <sighs>
1: I was, I was a, waiting for that it's one. It's a
3: dachshund race. <laughs> right. And it is, it, it is, it's an incredible way to end the day. It was, it, it's so much fun. But is that um, later,
1: later in the uh, of event? Yeah, stage it is. It's okay.
3: one of the last things okay. we do. Uh, um, Icing on the cake. The oh, yeah. It, it's, but it, it's hilarious. Some of them are super fast. Some of them. <laughs> Just run alongside and greeting, the, right. you know, <laughs> high pawing the the crowd. That it, it, some of them go part way and turn around and go the other way. Um, it's just it's, it's it's an absolute riot. So we, we awesome. have we have a do, good time. Do
1: right uh, people need to register ahead of time, or would it be okay for you just to show up with your your dachshund or most, your wiener? <laughs> yeah, most
3: people show up. Just with show their, up. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, um, and and we have if, if you go out, it's uh, uh, info at dogtown. Info at Octoberfest.
0: Okay,
3: um, and uh, you can you can pull out registration forms from that and such. But uh, okay. yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy day. It's a it's a long day, um, but it's a it's a heck of a lot of fun, and it's our biggest fundraiser of the year. So it, it really supports a lot of things that that we do.
1: This is uh, taking place at Highlander Park in Dunedin on November twelfth. You've got all the information you can find online. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bicycle event starts very early, and we yes, like it. I mean, we like it like that. But the Dogtoberfest um, starts at eleven and goes until five. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: and and uh, and, uh, and one of the the talks I give prior to the cyclists taking off um, is is about the Denali's and, uh, and
1: right, uh, right. the
3: world and and that kind of thing that that we do and how much this helps being able uh-huh. to to pay for an animal that right, has right. extensive medical.
1: Yeah, and we, yeah. we can't talk cost on WMNF, but mm-hmm. I'll say from the organized bike rides I've done in the past, we're going back to like 1990s prices. It's not an expensive thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you register ahead of time, there's a little bit of a scale. Exactly. UK, or you can just walk up in it and register the event, the, the day of the event. So from a my fellow cyclists. Thank you so much for coming in. We've got a special song queued up for you. Is there oh, anything cool. else we can play for? Uh, I mean, if I can ask you, or you like to say to listeners?
3: No, I think we've, I think we've covered pretty much everything. And I really appreciate um, being here and having this opportunity because well, it warms, uh, it's always my, fun. It
1: warms fun. my heart. I'm, I thank you for coming in in person because yeah. I know it's a bit of a distance and no it,
3: it it's fine and, okay. and uh, you know we had a little bit of an early start because uh we had this rescue committee right, right. which we didn't really wasn't really planning on so well, um, but those things happen. Well for people who are like I want to get involved in the community being a foster would would be a good way to start, to start. Oh it, it it's it's incredible and and um you know it's the reward is one is, is, you know, it's a family mm-hmm. affair. You're having an animal in your house, um, and there's a lot of tears shed because you've had them for a few weeks or whatever it is, and then you watch them go into mm-hmm. their forever home. Um, and it's, you know, it, it's difficult for the fosters, right. but that's why they do it. Right. Um, and, and, and the whole thing is um, the goal is to make the animal better for their stay with you. Right. And, right. Yeah,
1: You're, you're ser- serving... The animal you're serving,
3: right? Also, the animal
1: sanctuary, but you're also doing something for yourself. Ultimately, I think it, it just really expands your outlook on the world. It's and, a
3: win. It's a win-win. Right, right, right. And you're also saving an animal.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: You know, yeah.
3: Because otherwise, they would have to put them down because of uh, shortage of. Well, and and that's one of the things that's happening right now in in some of the other more rural shelters mm-hmm. and things like that. They're starting to euthanize for space, which they haven't done the, in,
1: the in need. Years. The, need so yeah, yes. the need is so big. The it, need is so big. It's
3: one of the, shoot, I, I think I'm in my 35th or 36th year of, of doing this. And um, it, this is one of the worst times hmm. that we've been through. Wow. Well.
1: Well, thank you very much. We're going to send you out with a a special song for the running of the wieners. (laughs) You've been listening to Talking Animals on WMNF. Our special guest, Rick Shabity from Suncoast Animal League with my friend Tim here. And um, we'll be talking more about this. We'll get an update as it gets closer to November. But if you're a cyclist, uh, get some miles under your behind and uh, get out there (laughs) on November 12th.
3: That's a good way to put it.
0: Get up and Get involved.
1: We've been listening to the Viagra Boys. The title of that song is Sports, but I like calling it the Wiener Dog song. And uh, you can see the running of the Wieners at Highlander Park on November 12th. Uh, the event takes place from 11 to 5 p.m. The wiener, Wieners run later in the day. That's the uh, Doctoberfest brought to you by the Suncoast Animal League. I want to get to a couple of quick announcements coming up. On October 1st, St. Clement's Church will be having the blessing of the animals. That's a Saturday, next Saturday, in fact, a uh, well, week from this Saturday, vaccinations, grooming, and a family picnic are included. You can go to stclement.net for more information. That's located at 706 West 113th Avenue in Tampa, Newell Brewery will be hosting Pints of Science. This is coming up on October 12th. There'll be three, vet, three guest speakers, including one that will be talking about invasive species in Florida, specifically in the Tampa Bay area. We're going to hear something from Duncan's guest next week. I just got this in. This just in. Kathleen Turner will be coming back to Talking Animals. Next week on, forget the date. I think it's uh, September 28th. Is that next week? No. Okay. Tim says yes. Uh, so we're going to hear Kathleen Edwards to get you ready for that show. You've been listening to Talking Animals on 88.5 WMNF. I picked
4: you up on the other side of the river Dogs and alcohol They go so good together
1: Oh, that was Kathleen Edwards. She will be in next Wednesday, I'm, I'm sure remotely, uh, with Duncan Strauss talking about her work as a musical artist and her work in the animal rescue community. Uh, the uh, Fabulous Kathleen Edwards. Um, as we get close to the end of our time here, I'd like to remind you that um, Manatee County Animal Welfare is providing a food pantry, and you can call them at 941-742-5933 or go to <clears throat> mymanatee.org slash pets. Thank you so much, Rick, for coming in. We're going to go out with, uh, in honor of Cat Month and Latin American Heritage Month, we're going to hear some cure in Espanol. This is Lagatos La Gatos de Amor. You're listening to 88.5 WMNF Tampa.
2: Turning New World Brewery into the world's best record store. With beer and pizza. (laughs) On September 24th, from noon to 4 p.m., you can shop our record sale. We have multiple vendors, hundreds of records and CDs, plus music from WMNF DJs. New World Brewery is located at 810 Skagway Avenue in Tampa, just off Bush Boulevard. More information at WMNF.org under Events.